0: Any day you go to church and get candy is a good day. Amen? <laughs> when I was a child, we would... Uh, back it was pre-COVID, by the way, when I was a child. Uh, we would come forward and, and we have a children's sermon right there. And then an usher would have this basket of candy of suckers. And um, I think that would just keep me quiet during church uh, on, that, on, those, on those days. Thank you, uh, Brittany. I look forward to a piece of candy on my desk um, later. Appreciate it. You got it. Jesus is Lord. I was reading the Hebrews uh, this week, and uh, the very beginning of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews writes this, the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. The sun, not S-U-N, S-S-O-N, the sun radiates. God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. We're in this share series uh, for a few weeks and, and our goal in sharing the transforming love of Jesus Christ is to get people into the presence of Jesus where they themselves can experience the radiation of God's own glory. The writer of Hebrews continues, when he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down. The Bible I was reading, I went to the notes there at 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 the bottom, and uh, the notation there said that the high priest, when sacrifices were taking place in the temple, the high priest would stand on their feet until every sacrifice had been done, and then the high priest would sit down. Jesus, when he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down. Task finished, complete. Jesus is Lord, seated at the right hand, the high place of honor and authority. This is the Jesus that we ourselves live under, under his reign, under his lordship. And that's the same Jesus, the Jesus who radiates the glory of God, is the Jesus that we point to people to when we share the transforming love of Jesus Christ. Today is the last in the series, based on the word share. Share comes from our mission statement. Lori said it earlier. You hear it every Sunday morning. It's across the bulletin, it's almost on every email that we send. We exist to, say it with me, share the transforming love of Jesus Christ with all people. This is our foundational purpose. It captures our target audience, all people. It names our service. The love of Jesus Christ. It says what makes Jesus' love unique from all other loves. It's transformational. And it calls us to action. For us to share. At the heart of sharing the transforming love of Jesus Christ with all people is relationship. As you catch in our scripture today, the words of relationship. Relationship with God. Relationship. With others, we are created from relationship. In our affirmation of faith today, we we affirm the Holy Trinity—Father, Son, and Holy Spirit—a relationship that, in Genesis, we read created all that we know, even even us. We are created from relationship, and we are created for relationship—relationship relationship with the Father through the Son, empowered by the Holy Spirit. We are created for relationships with one another. And man, how over this last year, staying in relationships with one another has been tested. Rush, I think you posted some pictures of the 1918 uh, epidemic, uh, the the Spanish flu epidemic. And there were pictures of people with masks and pointy masks and clear masks. But what I thought was real interesting was the telephone advertisement in that post 1918 telephone advertising stay connected you don't have to be isolated and then I think about this last year we've progressed a little bit since 1918 in technology haven't we and yet we still experience some isolation we were created for relationships with one another and so in the midst of all that isolation and and celebrating 80th birthdays on zoom And not being able to blow out 80 candles and all those 80 candles coming into one big humongous flame and almost burdening your house down kind of events. You know, we we miss that. We were created with relationships with another. This past year has really tested that. Jesus spoke about the importance of these relationships. In short, final exam, (laughs) love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. Sharing the transforming love of Jesus Christ with all people necessitates that you and I are being transformed. That the love of Jesus is actually transforming us. We, we should be able to look at ourselves this time last year and this time today and see that we have grown in our relationship with Jesus and that our hearts are in a, are in a different place. That we have excluded some sin from our lives and we are living a more holy life. We should be able to take some measurements in our own life and see that we ourselves are being transformed from one degree of glory to the next. Are you in a saving relationship with God through Jesus Christ? There begins being renewed after the image of our Creator. Sharing with others in relationships means that we take seriously the needs of others. When we share with others, we need to take their needs seriously, their real felt needs, not needs that we place upon them or what we think they might need, but what their real needs are. And we see needs in our community among uh, our friends, relatives, associate, neighbors, and strangers. They're spiritual, they're mental, they're emotional, they're physical. So let me give you one example of of how I was challenged by uh, meeting the needs of people I was in Montgomery County at the time uh, south of Clarksville about 12 miles and uh, you know room in the inn. Uh, ministry. We don't have that in Columbia. Some communities have it. Uh, What happens in room in the inn, uh, you take a a vehicle, probably a church bus, uh, you go to a location, you pick up homeless folks, you bring them to your church, you feed them a meal, they spend the night, you give them in the months between November and March uh, somewhere to eat, somewhere to sleep that's safe and warm. Uh, to keep them safe. And so that ministry was happening in Clarksville. And the little country church I was serving 12 miles south decided we want to do that. So we went into Clarksville on a couple occasions to another Methodist church. And, and observed and participated. And, and I saw that some of the churches when they would bring uh, their guests in. That they would give them a biblical devotion and then feed them. And I noticed that the guests minds were wondering. They were hungry. They were hungry. The church great motives in, in meeting this need of, of helping them uh, come to know Jesus and have a biblical devotion, have a, have a time uh, before a meal uh, where, where they could share. But I noticed that their, their minds weren't observing what was being, being talked about. So we talked about that in my little country church. That when, when we host this, we're going to reverse that. We're going to feed them first. We're going to feed them some green beans that have been cooking all day and ham hock mmm, we're going to feed them some ham because they get a lot of pasta and lasagna and spaghetti. We're going to feed them some good country homemade biscuits. And once they're full, then we're going to share Jesus with them. And I noticed they were more attentive on a full stomach than an empty stomach. When we share Jesus we want to make sure that our our deeds are meeting their their real their real needs. You've ever wondered how people know that God loves them? How do you know that God loves loves you? I read it in, in scripture, for the Bible tells me so, one way. Uh, another way the Holy Spirit can impress upon us that we are, are loved uh, by, by God. But there's also people loving people and if you think about how you know that God loves you it's because other people have loved you well in the name of Jesus this is relational love it's elbow to elbow love it's face to face love it's love in, in concrete ways of love how do three children know today that God loves them maybe a little bit of chocolate given by the children's minister amen our job is to help others experience God's love in concrete ways. And we as a church, we're, we're so good at that. And you're so good on loving on your staff. Sometimes I will walk into my office and there'll be some Reese's peanut butter cups in their rush. And it just says to Pastor Lee, you know. We're so good at loving on on one as a, as a congregation when we gather on Sunday mornings and and other times we gather how we are hospitable hospitable to others uh, shows love folks should not uh, feel like a stranger among us but be welcomed and known and cared for and love saying saying hello to someone on Sunday morning. So as a pastor whose parents are still living and parents who would travel from time to time they would visit a visit a church and then i get a phone call about their visit we went to such and such church and nobody spoke to us say it not so amen say it not so at least say hello. Maybe take conversation uh, beyond Sunday morning sports and weather and pleasantries and, and whether or not you got Tampa Bay or you got Kansas City Chiefs today. Take it take it to a, a different level. Invite somebody to Sunday school. Maybe take some someone or some family to Sunday lunch when we when we can do that. And it's been difficult this past year. It is it is so hard, even in stores, to show a smile to somebody with with your mask on. I stopped into a little coffee shop to get some coffee um, this week, and there were two ladies talking, and they had a little tot, and a little tot was uh, a little a little boy was running around running around the coffee shop, and it just made me smile. And I was st- looking at the kid, and then I thought that lady's gonna think this strange man just looking at her kid. <laughs> she couldn't see my smile. I was I was just I was just smiling. To be nice, she couldn't see it. Speaking of lunch, speaking of lunch, I discovered the deliciousness of Bojangle's chicken this week. Judy and I are on on what I call an intake modification plan. And so this past week, uh, we had a fast day, and fast day was followed by a feast day. And I decided my feast day, I was going to try Bojangle's chicken. So I was in that neck of the woods down on James Campbell Boulevard. And uh, Joe Bojangles' chicken was down there. So I drove over there, went through the drive-thru, and ordered me a two-piece. Wish I'd had gotten me a three-piece. And I brought it back to the church. And I bit into that succulent Bojangles' chicken. And it's, it's, it's got a little bit of spice to it, but it's a flavorful spice. It's, it's, not, it's not too spicy. It was, it was delicious, speaking of lunch. Renewed in the image of God, we reflect the image of God that's being renewed in us to others in concrete ways, loving our neighbor as ourselves. Renewed in the image of God, we reflect and then we report. Renewed, reflected, reported. Renewed in the image of God. We reflect the image of God to others and we report the goodness of God to one another. In Romans 15, Paul writes this, "...for I'll not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to win obedience from the Gentiles by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders." By the Spirit of God. I would say, and I think you would agree with me, that Paul was pretty successful in leading people to Jesus and planting churches. And in his words, winning obedience by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders. There's a sermon series in that itself, word and deed, signs and wonders. Signs and wonders, a sign is whatever gives significance to Jesus. First four letters of significance, sign, whatever gives significance to Jesus. Jesus said this, when I am lifted up, I will draw all people to myself. Signs are all around us, signs that point to Jesus. When we lift Jesus up, Jesus will draw people to himself. Do you wear a cross around your neck? That's a sign that points to Jesus. Jesus. Signs can help us point people to Jesus. That beautiful sunrise and sunset says Jesus did it. The bald eagle in a tree on Highway 31, it says Jesus did it. The laughter of that child in that coffee shop this week says Jesus did it. Do you have eyes to see Jesus? These signs we share the transforming love of Jesus Christ with words and deeds, signs and wonders. We have to have words. The gospel is visible and it's verbal. Word and deed in an unbroken rhythm. In creation, God spoke words. In in Jesus, we see word and deed, one illuminating the other, bringing the kingdom of God to bear on the whole of humanity. In Acts, we see the wholeness of word and deed, proclamation and good works. The fusion of preaching and serving word and deed is breathing in. And breathing out, what you do next is dependent on what was done last. We cannot assume that people associate Jesus with the outstretched arms of the work in the church, our deeds. We name the name in whom we do the deed. And if we fail the name, the name that is above all names, in our good deeds, it creates this ideological vacuum in the minds and hearts of folks. And then folk are feel free to to fill in for themselves where the, the vacuum has left silence. When we share Jesus, we are not trying to persuade others to adopt a certain point of view. We're pointing people to a person. Jesus Christ, the radiance of God's glory. When we share Jesus, we are introducing people to a person. Jesus Christ and His kingdom. When we share Jesus, we are not calling people to a religion. We are calling people to a person jesus christ when we share jesus we ask people to live, give their life to god who sent jesus and it's in jesus god comes to people god came to us and he walked the roads his his feet were covered in dust and he walked the roads with just people just like us like jesus we walk the roads of life with people we we find ourselves entering into the woundedness of people just like jesus did And our sharing is always undergirded by our deepest relationship, our relationship with the Lord, and the transformation that Jesus is working in our lives. And it's out of that relationship that we share Jesus in relationship with others. There's a bulletin insert I want to draw your attention to. The, the page I want you to look at first is, is one that says Franz there. We've used this on several occasions. We're using again. Read a quote this week. If we continue to talk with God about specific persons, we will eventually find ourselves talking with those persons about God. So in that space out beside friends, relatives, associates, neighbors, and strangers, that's a place for you to list the friends that you need to talk to God about. Folks who do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So take some time today, this week, to write in some names there, friends, relatives, associates, neighbors, and strangers, that may not know Jesus as Lord and Savior. At the end of our accompanying book uh, for this series, Transforming Evangelism, the last chapter talks about relational evangelism, and and it uses a word relational as an acronym to help us understand, not necessarily walk through, but for us to have some categories for us to, to ask ourselves how we're doing. Laurie and I decided relational was too many points for a sermon. So we printed this out for you. Renewal: being renewed. Enter. How, how are you helping others enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ? How are you listening to others with love? You ever think about evangelism being listening? Had that opportunity today. I stopped into a to an office and uh, did business. And the lady that was in the office was just all chatty. I had some some things to do, but I thought, well, I just read about this uh, listening as part of evangelism. <laughs> I better practice it. You ever notice how the Lord will do that to you? So I just sat down and listened and listened to her story. Shared a little bit about. Uh, Who I am and a little bit about Jesus, seeing how she would respond. Listening. How are you listening to those friends, relatives, associates, neighbors, and strangers? How are you accepting others as an act of grace? Testimony. How are you telling others about God's love and power of God's love to transform situations? that bojangle story I told you earlier I told you that just to say we sure can talk about good restaurants and where you can get good chicken it's easy isn't it it's easy to talk about those places those experiences that we've had those good experiences it's easy it's natural is talking about Jesus that natural that easy for you one suggestion that I read in our accompanying book was creating space in our newsletter, weekly newsletter or the bulletin, for folks anonymously to share about Jesus. Maybe just short about how I shared about Bojangles' chicken. So I want to offer that opportunity for you. Anonymously. Just send it to me an email. I won't put your name on it. How is, how is God... Where, where is your life and the gospel intersecting? How is... How is Jesus transforming your life? We don't, we don't have to assign a name to that. We, we'll print that and not, not ask, tell people not to ask around who it is. I'll be the only one that knows. I want to create some space in our newsletter. I want to I hear your story. Folks in our church need to hear your story of, of how, how that transformation is happening. How are we creating a community that is inviting and open to others? That means the church. How are you creating ongoing practices of sharing Jesus with others? How are you living as a new being, a new creation in Jesus? Are you living with assurance that God has interacted interse- God has intersected with your story and because of this you know that you are God's child? How are you living an evangelistic life by how you love others? We're going to spend some time in prayer today for our friends. When we get to that point, we're going to repent of our sin, and then we're going to go to the Lord and and pray for our, our friends this morning. Christ, our Lord, invites to His table all who love Him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. I want to share this quote with you this morning. It popped up on my Facebook memory. It says this The first Methodists were obsessed with trying to figure out how best to exclude sin from people's lives. They were clear that there are things that are not of God that keep us from growing in our relationship with God. If we are to pursue growth and holiness, these things must be excluded. They are not neutral. It is not a matter of indifference if they are allowed to reign in our lives. As we come to a time of prayer of confession, are there things in your life that are keeping you from growing in your relationship with God and with with others? Things keeping you from loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, all your strength. And loving your neighbor as yourself. Let's go to the Lord and confess those things this morning. I want to ask that if you're joining us by video this morning. And you find yourself in the comfort of your home. Go ahead and change your posture uh, into a posture of prayer. If you're here in person with us, you may bow. You may come to the communion rail as you feel led. Maybe opening your hands as a sign of, of giving up and receiving. Holy Spirit, we come before you this morning in a time of confession. Examine us. Are there things in our lives that are keeping us from loving God and loving neighbor? Give us the grace to acknowledge that barrier in our lives and the grace to bring it to the cross and to leave it at the feet of Jesus and to be set free. Lord Jesus, we practice the art of listening and observation, and we see that in our friends, our relatives, associates, neighbors, and strangers, what life without Jesus as Lord and Savior does to us. So, Lord, our desire is that The persons that we have named and identified and listed on this sheet would come under the Lordship and be saved by the Savior, by Jesus. So Lord, we want to spend some time talking to you about those friends, relatives, neighbors, and strangers Lord, we see how they are perishing even in this life. You have called us and empowered us to point them to the rescuer, Jesus. So Lord, give us the grace give us the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, give us opportunity to be in a place of relational evangelism, to be bearers of the good news of Jesus, life, death, resurrection. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge that we can't share the transforming love of Jesus without ourselves being transformed and without ourselves being empowered by you. So, Lord, we need your help. We need your help to tell the world that we are a Christian We need your help to live empowered by your Holy Spirit. So we find ourselves at the foot of the cross. It's a place of death. It's a place where we die to ourself. It's a place where we... Recognize that it is no longer I who live, but it's Christ Jesus who lives in me. So, Lord, help us to die to ourselves, to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to live for Jesus. And in the most powerful name that we can ever utter from our lips, we pray, Jesus Christ, amen.